This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses, because when is expensive. I got expenses, because when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And welcome to this episode of Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers here on Freight Waves TV. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host, as always, where we talk about freight sales. Whether you're a freight broker, carrier, anywhere in the supply chain, we give you the useful tips and tricks and really the attitude and the frame of mind to go out there and close more deals and earn more margin. Today, we're going to be talking about brokers and carriers and bringing those in, developing relationships that uh, really make money for for everybody. We have a great guest for that. He has started these broker carrier summits, uh, live in-person events in different parts of the, the U.S. The inaugural one was last month in Indianapolis, and that is Dan Lindsay. He's co-founder and vice president over at Linkage Logistics. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Gil. Yeah. So um, we, we talked, we, we did a podcast, the audio only podcast uh, a few months ago, we we're talking about um, the, the pandemic and, and kind of starting a brokerage in the pandemic. Uh, and now we're, we're kind of out of that. And, you know, uh, really new, unique marketing kind of uh, plays out there. I think the Broker Carrier Summit fits really nicely into that, that niche, that's that differentiation of 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 marketing and wanted to bring you on the show and, and talk to you about that and um really dive more uh, dive more in depth on the broker carrier summit kind of how it came about why it came about and and the, the results yeah so this is something that so back in 2020 if you remember from our conversation i was out of the freight brokerage world for a year uh due to Burnout, just become disillusioned with all the the issues in transportation. And one of the things that really uh, motivated me to get back into the industry uh, was the ability to one kind of write my own ticket by starting my own company, uh, as well as to have an impact on the larger conversation between brokers and carriers. Um, Linkage was started as a brokerage not only to be the broker of choice for shippers, but also the broker of choice for carriers. Um, the conversation, relationship, dynamic between brokers and carriers uh, has been broken for a very long time. Uh, and so this the summit is one of the ways that we are trying to work to fix that, to kind of bridge that gap uh, by bringing both sides to the table and creating an environment that they can uh, used to collaborate and form actual real partnerships and restore uh, that element of trust that is needed between those two parties. So let's talk about the Broker Carrier Summit and kind of turn out there in, in April in Indianapolis and who was invited or who was welcome to, to come out and, and join the event and, and some of the topics and, and kind of the, the overall arching goal 
of of, of going and attending that and and coming out of it? What, what were the, some of the key takeaways as well? Yeah, so the idea was born uh, for the summit in late January, and so uh, we put the idea together. It was me and a couple other individuals putting it together. Uh, launched it in mid February, so we had about a month and a half to just cold market uh, the first event. Uh, I think I sent out about two million cold emails uh, over the course of a month and a half. Um, Full on cold calling experience. It was great, um, but we were really targeting those newer smaller carriers that are just getting their their feet in the door into the industry because a lot of those companies were started by guys who were told hey go into trucking you'll make a lot of money uh but we're never really coached how uh and their experience with brokers over the last couple of years has kind of been uh, indicative of of what the relationship between brokers and carriers has been overall uh, and so those smaller, newer carriers is who we were targeting. We're also st- uh, targeting these newer, smaller brokerages and these independent broker agencies that have been started in the last three to five years. Because a lot of the people who started those agencies came from these larger brokerage operations. And we've been having some of the same conversations around uh, the dynamics of carrier relationships and the importance of partnership. Uh, there's just not been a platform to actually enact anything like that there, there really isn't it's, it's a different world from a, a smaller brokerage to the the large top 20 top 50 broker just when it comes to, to resources and, and cloud and, and kind of uh, carriers in the system because a lot of times you have to add to build it from from scratch um and, and that that poses real challenges i i th- when i think about it i, I think that the, the perfect analogy or the perfect scenario of of the broker carrier relationship is that the, the brokers you're outsourced if you're a carrier right the brokers you're outsourced sales team it's your outsourced sales team they're going to take a, a fair and honest cut of the action for going out you know prospecting getting those shippers having those loads available um a diverse amount of loads uh, available as well, right? So instead of you going out and contacting shippers or finding your own loads, um, the, the, the brokerages are there to facilitate that, that transaction. And that's the way it's supposed to work. It's not always perfect. It doesn't always work like that. Um, and then, you know, when abuses take place, uh, that's what people, that is what sticks in people's heads, right? Correct. Yeah. The, the, just like everything else in life, the bad actors get all the good press. Um, and so that's, that's one of the things that, sorry, kind of back up a little bit. And that's one of the, of the benefits of a, of an event like this is that the bad actors aren't going to be the ones to show up, uh, because one of the things we're doing is we're calling out those bad practices by name, uh, not by company name, but just by practice. So for instance, in Indianapolis, one of the big topics has been double brokering, uh, and the dangers of double brokering. So. Uh, the, the first event three or four weeks ago, uh, it was myself, uh, Robert Bain over at CDL 1000, Troy Wheaton from Leonard's Express. Uh, we had, uh, a couple other people participating in some, some breakout sessions as well. One of the big topics was the dangers of double brokering. That was supposed to be an hour long, uh, panel conversations. It ended up absorbing, uh, another hour that we had set aside for a roundtable conversation. Because there were so many questions uh, around it, and so being able to to give carriers and smaller brokerages 
practical, applicable advice and guidance on how to be proactive in uh, preventing your loads being double brokered or your trucks from, uh, and from a carrier's perspective, um, really diving into the implications of what happens when your, when your trucks are under a double brokered load. Um, if you're a five truck operation and you have two trucks over the road that are being double brokered and you're not going to get paid on those loads, uh, that's business killing, uh, for a lot of these companies. And so how to prevent that from, from their side as well. Yeah, I mean, double brokering has always been a phenomenon around, but uh, just uh, how it's been over the last two or three years and kind of the gear up and the organizations that are involved. Uh, now it's, it's almost like organized crime in a lot of ways. You have uh, rings and you have a lot of outside outside people coming in to, uh, to double brokerage. It has, has become a huge problem in the industry and from both the broker's perspective and that, that carrier's perspective because they, they get a lot of that's double broker. They have no knowledge of that and all of a sudden they don't get paid. They get, they get a nice rate, have a couple trucks out of your five on a load, getting paid good money, and then all of a sudden um, you're going to get stiffed. And then you have to go out and try to collect uh, you don't know who the original broker is, so you go after the consignee or the the, the shipper, and um, and it ties up a lot of time that that small fleets don't have to to investigate fraud. Right, and it really continues to erode away at the the biggest element that has already been a big issue between brokers and carriers, and that's the the fundamental aspect of trust. Um, brokers don't trust carriers as a rule. And carriers don't trust brokers as a rule. Um, again, because all the bad actors get all the good press. Um, and unless you're really investing time uh, into forming relationships, not just with comp- with a brokerage company or a carrier as a company, but with the individual on the other side of the phone, um, you're going to continue to be disillusioned that there's no one in this industry that's worth trusting. And so... Uh, if we're going to move beyond the the volatility of the markets in the last three years, I think restoring that underlay, that foundation of trust between brokers and carriers is going to be absolutely essential. It, it is. It is. So, so you mentioned that panel discussion. What were some of the other uh, panel talks or uh, sessions that you had at the the, the Brokers Carrier Summit back in, in April last month? Yeah, so one of the things that we talked about was 10 rules for partnerships. Um, these were just basic fundamental ideas as to how brokers and carriers can can relate to each other. Basic concepts like tell the truth. Um, it doesn't sound very, very difficult, uh, but when you're on the phone and if you're a broker, you're on the phone and you hear blown turbo, you're calling BS on that every time. Um, so uh, just how to be upfront with, with carriers, how to be upfront with brokers. The importance of reading all of your documents as a carrier. Uh, I know it takes time to read the broker-carrier agreement, but especially in the last few years, a lot of these bad-acting brokers uh, have slipped things in there that you know can increase your exposure as a carrier from a liability perspective. They can change your pay in these agreements. If you don't read the rate confirmations, I saw a rate confirmation two weeks ago that was uh, one page... Um, with the load details and two pages of possible potential fines that the carrier could have all the way from missed appointment time to 
The carrier didn't check in every day by 8 a.m. Uh, POD is not being received. And these carriers are forfeiting up to half of their rate uh, on these potential lie items. So reading all your documents, uh, things like that. We also had a session, uh, Troy uh, Wheaton and, uh, led the conversation around if you're a carrier, what are some things you need to be looking out for if you are planning on starting up a brokerage or, or spinning off a brokerage arm to your business? Um, how can, how, excuse me, how can you continue to have relationships with brokers on your asset side without you having a brokerage affect that? Um, talking a lot about transparency, a lot about division of your operations, making sure that, that one side doesn't know what the other side is doing, making sure those lines of demarcation are firmly, are firmly laid. Those are all great points. Uh, another one that sticks out in my mind is getting rid of the one and done mentality. And I think that is, is the forming of the relationship for both the brokers and carriers. I, I think they want opportunities where they're working with a select, as a carrier, right? You're working with a select number of brokers. As a broker, you're working with a select com- number of carriers. Uh, that kind of protects you from double brokering uh, anyway. And as well, I mean, having those, those deep relationships makes life easier for, for everybody. Um, but I think there's just a lot of one and done opportunities. I, I think probably 80, 90 percent of all carriers and in, in every brokerage database are one and done um, carriers, uh, as they say. Right. And I think developing those relationships uh, makes it more of an outsourced partner for for both parties. Right. For the carrier, for the small fleet, it is your outsourced sales department because you might have might be working with five or six different brokers as a real, real core component. And as a brokerage, you're working with, you know, whatever that may be, you know, on a, on a single lane or for a single customer, you might be working on five or six carriers. And then you can develop those relationships and have a lot of trust and credibility embedded. And um, it just makes your life easier, whether you're a carrier or a broker. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I remember from my days uh, working in a, in, a, in a larger brokerage, um, one of the most profitable, most beneficial, and most professionally satisfying relationships I had was with a carrier out of Joplin, Missouri. Uh, I moved a lot of freight out of uh, Lyons, Kansas, Wichita area, uh, and it was all regional or primarily all regional. They took 75% of my loads and we never, we rarely had an issue. And when we did, everybody was, was informed before it became a problem. Um, and so everybody wins from the shipper all the way to the, to the driver. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, I think this is very consistent because when I was a freight broker, it's the same thing. My key business, uh, 75% of my gross margins each month came from a select number of shippers, right? That was from a select number of carriers uh, that I put on those loads. And, you know, it, it kept me off the load boards in, in a lot of ways, which you want to stay away from the, those public markets. Uh, just because you don't know who you're interacting with. Sometimes you, you go there um, to, to fill a, a need here and there. But if you're posting and praying on on every load, um, you're, bad things are going to happen. Just just bad things are going to happen uh, more than if you have that select number of carriers. 
the, the benefits of it really was peace of mind, right? That, that peace of mind that you had a consistent revenue stream coming in and you didn't have to worry about negotiating uh, with people that you just didn't know and who were out to a lot of times take advantage of you. You're maybe trying to take advantage of them. Uh, and every, you're both desperate parties in a lot of ways. Um, whenever you're working with, with one and done carriers or new carriers, I just don't know the, the economics behind it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, the grand scenario. If you're a freight broker, that's the situation you want to get, come into where 80% of your revenues ran by 12 different carriers, right? And if you're, if you got three trucks, you want 80% of your freight ran by three or freight brokerages. Right. And one of the things that I really wish that I would have had during those years is an opportunity to actually meet my carriers. Uh, the bro- freight brokers go out and see their customers on a regular basis. I never once got an opportunity to go out and see a carrier. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'm really excited about is if you're a broker, you're a small broker, a mid-sized broker, and you want an opportunity to meet your carriers, and you both are able to come to something like the Broker Carrier Summit, you can actually put faces to names, start diving into a relationship with those cus- with those carriers and with those brokers, uh, and not only deepen your your connection with them, but but you could potentially become more profitable in that partnership as a result of having two days in Tampa on the beach, uh, drinking margaritas, whatever it is, um, and uh, and really connecting on a personal level. So Tampa, that, that's the, the next Broker Carrier Summit. We've gone from an, the inaugural edition to the, the, the second, it's not second annual because it's twice in a year, but um, the, the, the second edition of the Broker Carrier Summit, as you said, it's down in Tampa. Uh, in October, is that correct? Correct. Yes, October twelfth and thirteenth, uh, we we had seventy five people attend the summit in Indy, with only a month and a half of cold marketing uh, to uh, to wrap that up. So we have a full six months to to roll this out. We're expecting between three and five hundred people to attend this one in Tampa. Now, is there a cost to attend um, for the for the October event? There is, yeah. We have early bird pricing going on right now at six hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, we do have a uh, promo code as well for the hotel that we're uh, going to be rolling out here in the next week or so as well. And if I wanted to uh, to, to learn more about the agenda, how that's fleshing out, uh, I'm sure you have a website. We do. We have a C event link uh, that we can send you to, and it has the agenda. The agenda is still being built because uh, we have generated a lot of interest on not only brokers and carriers, but also uh, technology partners. Uh, we have a, a safety and compliance expert that we're, t- we're talking to. They want to speak. They want to contribute to this, to this conversation as well. So we're still building the agenda out. Uh, we have two general sessions that we have currently scheduled uh, and four breakout sessions that are going to be a round robin style. Uh, so I, mean, I was at TIA three weeks ago. I mean, you were at TIA as well uh, in April. There were so many sessions that I wanted to go to uh, that I wasn't able to to, to make because uh, I was I was in one one breakout session. What we're going to do with this is we're going to have a round robin style where we're only going to have four breakout sessions total, and uh, we're going to rotate the entire uh, attendee list through those four breakout sessions. The only differentiating experience that anyone is going to have are going to be through these what we're going to call fireside chats. 
where we're going to bring in these subject matter experts. We have somebody who's going to talk about government contracting and how to win more government bids. We're going to have a safety and compliance roundtable. We're going to have a digital freight matching roundtable. Uh, where we're going to have between 20 and 50 people attend these different uh, fireside chat conversations and really drill down deeply into a topic. But that's, I'm really excited about the format that we're rolling out. So you're putting on conferences now, something I, I know some something about myself. Uh, I, I learned it as well. Uh, how is that uh, compared to, uh, to the slinging freight? Well, it's a great, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, one of the things that we're talking to our sponsors about, because I was, I was talking about this a lot over the last few weeks with a number of different companies, uh, full transparency. I am a freight broker. I am not an event planner. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we're, we're figuring it out. Uh, we're, 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 it's, it's ready, fire, aim type of mentality kind of right now. Uh, I'm not sure if I should say that, maybe edit that out, but, uh, no, no, it's, 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 it's true, right? I mean, you, it's a different world than, than Broker and Freight and, uh, and event planning is its own beast, uh, just as difficult, if not more difficult in, in, in some ways, but it's, it's a different mentality. It's, it is fun. At the end of the day, you you, I assume you're having fun with it. You you're doing another one, so you you must. Uh, but being able to, to craft content that that serves the market, so that that people are interested in coming to, whether it's Indianapolis or Tampa or anywhere else in the country, it's 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 a cool thing to do. Absolutely, and and I've I've told a number of people of this over the last two weeks. The the event that we held in Indy was by far the most professionally satisfying thing I've ever done in my career. Uh, we had, and we didn't know what to expect at the beginning. In fact, I went around the room and I asked people, where are you from? What's your name? And why are you here? The first guy, uh, truck driver named Wayne. Uh, my name is Wayne. I'm here because I hate brokers and I want to learn more. <laughs> Which put me on edge for, for the first 10 minutes or so. But at the end of the day, uh, after we had gotten a chance to really unpack a number of topics and talk, and we met uh, over lunch, uh, he met with Troy Wheaton in over lunch, and was talking with him. We were having a good time. He and he and Troy were uh, were having beers at the bar afterwards, and uh, he said, "You know what? This is a great event. I don't hate brokers. When can I come back?" You know, and that's the perfect reason. You know, it it puts you on edge a little bit, but that's the perfect reason. That's the reason that you want people to to show up is that they don't understand the other side. And you are the, the gateway to, to bridging that, that, that knowledge base to where, you know, the, the old saying, you don't know anybody until you walk a mile in their shoes. And that, that's one way of doing that is coming out there and, and having these conversations, these paneled conversations, these networking events so to bring everybody together to, uh, to, to form those uh, better business alliances. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Dan, uh, thanks for, so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you on Put That Coffee Down. And, um, and, and let's plug the, the website again to, to go to learn more about the event coming up in, in October. Yeah. So like I said, we have a C event website, webpage we can go to, uh, and the best way to, to, to go through, probably the best way to access our content is to do so through LinkedIn. So the broker carrier, so has its own LinkedIn site, uh, where has its own LinkedIn page where you can go, uh, and learn kind of about what we're doing. On the, the website tab of the LinkedIn page is the link to the event itself. And you can see the agenda. You can see our speaker list. Again, we're still building all of that out, uh, but you can register from the website through, through our LinkedIn page. 
Well, Dan, thanks again for, for coming on and uh, and good luck to you. And again, you know, LinkedIn, great way to reach out to Broker Carrier Summit or to Dan Lindsay himself. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Appreciate it. That was Dan Lindsay, co-founder and vice president over at Linkage Logistics, talking about the Broker Carrier Summit. Uh, the, the first one was in April. The next one's coming up in October in Tampa. And thanks for watching this episode. We'll see you next week here on FreightWaves TV. I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because wind is expensive. I got expensive, because wind is expensive. I've been reading out of water. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, because when it 